American duos Danny Dino and Austin Kearns. You know that's right. It's the season two recap with a special guest. And it starts right now. I've heard it both ways. 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 Welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Riding shotgun the blue bear with me, as always, is my one-eyed friend, Willie. And joining us today is Jumpin' Jake Morocco. How you doing, buddy? Boys, what's going on? Not much, not much. See, the joke is there, for you know, for those watching, Doc is the one with one eye today. Not Billy, not, not old one-eyed William over there, but myself. <laughs> we had a little uh, bug accident, and uh, Doc's doing just fine, but, you know, we're... Uh, you know what? It's 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 a Jordan's flu game for Doc tonight. You know we're powering <laughs> through it, and uh, we're here to recap season two with everybody. How are you guys doing? Great. Uh, spiders in my eyes, Gilmore over there. You're looking <laughs> sharp there. You're looking like Kramer from the Scofflaw episode. Um, you know we're on. We got Jake in here to talk a little season two psych. Uh, and I don't know about you, Jake, but I'm excited. Very. Uh, it was very fun to rewatch this season. Binge it again. I mean, season one's good, like we said last time, you know, however many months ago that was. But season two is really where it picks up steam almost immediately. Yeah, I was I was thinking about this, you know, rewatching it and, and preparing for today's show. And I criminally underrate season two because when I, I, I will always say seasons three through five is the absolute powerhouse of this show. But when you go back and look at it like season two, like the highs are really high and and. There's only one real low in this season. The rest, it's like eh. it, it, it might plateau a bit, like it kind of flattens out, but nothing really dips as low consistently as the lowest episode in the season. No, and you know we have a guy here on tonight that will uh, make the argument. Maybe there wasn't a bad episode <laughs> the entire season. Um, no, there was so, just not the right one. You guys said, yeah. So uh, it was a little uh, not all over the place. Our final rankings, so. What we're going to do for you here, our process is a little different this time. It's not going to start with the, you know, uh, uh, a holla end with the cream skull or have a little Thundercats ho Ho. in between. Uh, We're going to go, you know, uh, some overall thoughts, and then we're going to give away some awards, and then we're going to tell you uh, how it all shook out rankings-wise, 1 to 16, uh, with all the episodes. So, uh, Joe, I'll let you kick it off here. Yeah, so, you know, overall, like I just said, I mean, I I think I criminally underrate this season. Mm -hmm. It's just... I mean, it's it's got some of my it's got some of my all time favorite episodes in this season, and and we'll, you know we'll talk about those and where they shuck out in the rankings. But like you know, American Duos, Lights, Camera, Homicidio. I mean, those are those are two of my you know all time favorite episodes. And you know, before we got on, I was just chatting a little bit with Jake. And, you know, it's like the season starts off fucking red hot. And then there's a little dip, and then it picks up and flattens out, and then ends with a bang. And so overall, I mean, I really enjoyed this season. Loved how it started, loved how it finished. And, you know, character-wise, everyone has settled into their roles at this point, right? There's no, like, season one, Jules was still trying to figure out her character a bit, and we still had Sean trying to really flesh out his character uh, but they were they were really on point this season. We got some great moments from Chief Vic. We had some awesome Gus moments, and uh, you know, a little tease for later in the show. We had some really good Henry moments. 
Yeah, it was a great Henry season, I thought. Uh, I thought it started gangbusters. I think I'm a little higher on season one and two than most people. I even love season one for a large part of it. And then, um, I don't know. Um, how it finished, I thought it finished pretty strong. Like you said, there's the, 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 the meaty part of the curve there in the middle. But I enjoyed every moment of it, really. And even though, like we said, uh, we were talking earlier, the bad episodes are still really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as we've discussed before, the... We're a little spoiled because we've seen, obviously, have seen the whole series, and the finales just get so much better yeah. as we go forward because we obviously have the introduction of a very important character. Next year, I think, is the oh, first yeah. one with Yang or Yin, rather. So, this is it, it ended fine. I mean, it, as you guys know from my rankings, I wasn't super high on that episode. It was fine, um, but the ending with Sean's, you know, uh, spoiler, Sean's mom. Uh, well, I don't spoil it. You guys have already done that episode. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody knows that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the ending with Sean's mom, that's a that's a cool little, you know, lead into the next season. But uh yeah, no, it was it was a, an okay ending, but nothing compared to how it started. That's an impossible standard. True. So if we were to rank this season uh out of eight pineapples, I think for me it was probably you know, overall it was a good seven and a half out of eight pineapples, you know, like Almost, almost perfect. I think seven, like seasons three, four, five, they're, they're going to be much closer to eight. But this, this one was damn good. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it seven just because there's going to be it's going to be tough to rank the other ones from there. So yeah. kind of like you know maybe season three I'd give That's a little a higher, point. and season yep. four or five that might That's be your point. solid eight pineapples, a strong eight. But you know if I'm being honest with myself, you're probably closer to the mark there. Yeah. Uh, it, it was definitely worthy of a, a seven and a half. So um, I think I'm trying to temper it just for ratings sake. And I don't even know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I would probably give it six and a half. I like it a lot. I mean, like I said, though, it's just impossible to follow up those those first four or five episodes. There's some really good ones in the back half of this, the uh, the season. But man, uh, <laughs> it, it's it, it really starts off with a punch. Maybe the best first few episodes of any season, but that's a lot to ask. I mean, season three through five, I can't wait to rewatch those because it's been a while since I've seen them. But, Jay comes yeah. in here. He throws off our pineapple rating score. He throws right. off our chalk number 16. I mean, whoa, he's, you know, he's, he's setting the room ablaze. I mean, let me tell you what. Yeah, I'm looking through the other seasons here to see how they started. Um, I know a lot of people don't love eh, season eight has two good ones to start. No, season eight. Yeah, I uh, love season eight, but um, I know that's not an unpopular opinion there. Santa Barbara Town, Juliet takes a lover. Last oh my god, no country Santa. for two old men. That's season seven. Santa Barbara Town, that's another one. Oh, I love. Santa I love. Barbara I love. Uh, no country for two old men. That's got uh, what's his name there yes. from um, Arrested Development, and then um, season right. six, really good. Yeah. Uh, Sean rescues Darth Vader last oh, night. Oh yeah. Darth oh yes, yeah. that's a good one. Sucks. Uh, the yeah. Amazing Psych Man and uh, Tatman, meh. That's right. Um, I think the only one that might rival it, rival it. Yeah, I'm having I'm having trouble talking tonight a little bit. Um, <laughs> the only one that might rival it a little bit is season five, Romeo and Juliet and Juliet. I love oh, that's that a good one. one. Feet don't fail me now. Yep. Oh, another great one. Not even mm. close encounters. Yep. Wow. One of my favorites right here. Uh, Chivalry isn't dead, but somebody is. Yep. Sean and Gus and Drag. Vi- I mean, season five is just amazing. Viagra Falls, Fairy Tale yeah. 2.0, Sean 2.0. Uh, Sean 2.0. I mean, it's so, so good. It might be the best season they have with season five. Yeah, I would. I would give season five. Um, so that that would be the only one I think that would rival the start to this season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- uh, the uh, 
Oh no, which is the one with the um the Romeo uh, uh Romeo and Juliet? Uh that's season five. Yes, he's that's a five where he's where he's uh that is not master he is not associated with these hooligans. Mushu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mushu Mushu shots, not karate, it's different. Uh so uh so yeah, I mean season two has a has a hell of a start. And so let's let's get into some of our awards here. I, I think you're gonna find uh, a familiar theme with a lot of these awards that we're going to give out. A lot, a lot of the, the characters and things that, and moments that we picked, you're going to revolve around about three different episodes, uh, primarily. So let's let's kick things off here with the Buzz Award, which is our favorite side character, and we'll let our guests go first. I mean, it's it's not, I'm, I'm not not according to Billy apparently, but it's Nigel saying Nigel. It's really not even close. I mean. I yeah. mean- the only reason I didn't have him on there is because I saw you guys had him there the entire time. So I'll figure he'll get his run there. He's obviously number yeah. one with the bullet. Maybe the yeah, best I mean, guest appearance in the history of the show. That is yeah. that's a tall order. I mean, he probably is because everything he says is amazing. Every single line out of his mouth. The hardest I've ever laughed at a moment on psych is when he says when he gives him the stake and he says it sells the marks from where the jockey was hitting it. And that's <laughs> still it gets me every single time when he Who says that. That, this place that whole monologue. That whole dialogue between him and Henry is unbelievable. Oh, back quote, and forth. Yeah. I quoted him when I was on vacation. I was down in the, uh, the Cape last week with my in-laws. And uh, there's a running gag with my father-in-law where me and my other brothers-in-laws will, will just sort of take his robe and we'll, we'll, we'll take pictures of us wearing it. And he gets he gets wicked pissed. So I went up and I grabbed his, his robe and, and, and I walked downstairs and, and, and I said, I feel like I'm swaddled in a cocoon of cloud candy. <laughs> and just staring like what the fuck but i was dying and that's all that matters this is the most plushy opulent robe i've ever worn um <laughs> it's so good you know if i uh, were to build a table i probably wouldn't have uh, started with wood that had drifted first <laughs> he does everything he, you know the blueberry you know every word you know who decorated this place chris christopherson and then the, so the, the cherry on top is when he's going at zapato and he's like i was five feet away from you this is what it took <laughs> You would have to be the worst murderer in history. <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah, every every scene he was in. That's my pick as well. Nigel Saint Nigel, uh, absolutely just stole the scene. Uh, you know, every time he was on. Yeah, really did. Who'd you have there, uh, One-Eyed Willie? All right, so this was just again because you guys had Nigel Saint Nigel, and you know, he's the unanimous one. He's my one A. She's my one B here. But same episode, Emelina Saffron, no. uh, Gina Gershon absolutely killed it in this episode as well and to think she's probably up there in a you know top 10 of all time psych guest stars and the interactions that henry has with tim curry nigel saint nigel in this episode are rivaled with gina gershon and uh our boy there called uh carly lassiter um just (laughs) back and forth i need my bag um i have a kid in uh what is it milwaukee he's samoan like (laughs) everything out of her mouth dude is phenomenal as well yeah. She probably calls him what five different names? Tony Randall, yeah, there's Stanley. a bunch of others. Yeah. <laughs> Flat Stanley, Mr. Bean. Yeah. I would love to see uh Emelina Saffron and Goochberg in the same episode. Oh. Right? That would be he has absolutely a thing for the uh strong broads. And you know, oh, yeah. the term lovingly here. And, uh, <laughs> I've heard it both ways, but she it just lights up the scene. I'll go through my honorable mentions here real quick too. Um John Amos is Uncle Burton. Yeah. 
Uh, what an episode. What an absolute dynamite. You know, uh, Manimal, he's just like, shut. He probably saw Manimal. He's just, you know, I've seen enough Hill Street Blues to know what's what. He's like, uh, what is it, a tank shaped encyclopedia of yeah. uh, detective shows? Uh, and then probably, is it biggest name wise, you know, wound up being uh, Terry Washington as Mira yeah. Gaffney. You know, there's something about Mira. She was fantastic in that. Yeah, uh, she was well. an absolute spitfire. Uh, the runner ups that I had, uh, Gina Gershon as Emelina Saffron. And technically, this isn't a side character, but I had to go with the Chad. Mm-hmm. Because Sean playing, you know, the Chad was just again. It was just every time the Chad was on the scene, it was just pure comedy. You know, I was sp- <clears throat> trying to sound like Chudo from the no, the El Pollo Loco guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just everything about it cracked me up. I, th- those are my, you know, my two favorite episodes, and uh, it figures and that my favorite characters are from that one. Not a bad uh, one is uh, Jorge Gamalobo and yeah, Jessica right. Gabrielle. Yeah, uh, my sister. No, no, this one. <laughs> Right here. I think yes. my my honorable mentions, I wrote down Lou Diamond Phillips because I could oh, not remember his name so for the good. life of me. Um, I... There's also uh, Ernie Hudson as Gus's dad. I liked a lot. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I cannot remember the name of the, the actor, but the guy who played the director in Lights Camera, fantastic. Oh, and he was like, yeah. He's like, I want to stay in prison. I want to get ideas. And they're like, what? This is <laughs> yeah. the Santa Barbara jail. It's not San Quentin. Yeah. It's, it's not San Quentin. That's right. It was voted he up was, in Reuters uh, last year as a nice spar alternative. <laughs> That's right. He was in uh, Unforgiven. Great Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, he wow. had a great role in that. Uh, but yeah, just he was, you know, he pulled a little nub of a pencil out from behind his ear and he's, yeah. he's scratching, you know, notes on his little. Yeah, he was, he was great. So there was, that was one thing that, you know, season two definitely did really well was with its, its side characters for the most part. And, and whether they were over the top and, you know, stole the scene or, you know, a lot of times too, they were they were subtle, but they were perfect for their role. They just Psych always does this. They just cast perfectly for for each of these episodes and all those roles. So, uh, Buzz Award, uh, we're gonna give uh, you know we'll give to Nigel Saint Nigel, oh, uh, but but runner up uh, Gina Gershon as uh, Emelina Saffron. Uh, so uh, William, uh, tell us uh, the next award. Okay, so the next award will be the Long Branch. Penny Whistle Award for the best nickname. And, uh, you know, I think me and Jake here share a love of this certain one, so I'll let Jake take it away first. Uh, that'd be Burton Oil Can Guster. That got me. That got me. I, I, It was mostly inspired by the fact that, kind of like you with the first one, Billy, I saw Doc put Lavender Gooms, which is one of mine that I wrote down, and Galileo Humpkins, another one oh. that I wrote down. But Burton Oil Can Guster, that's just, that's perfect, right? I, perfect. I had to go with it too because I loved it, and that one was one of the first like real big crack up moments because it's just it's not even like a nick it's just like a you know yeah. it's a nickname in the middle of his regular name. Uh, and I'll tell the story again. I once gave this to a new anchor in town uh, when she was writing her <laughs> script. She said, uh, "Does Bill Russell have a nickname?" And jokingly, I said, "Yeah, it's Oil Can." So <laughs> I, like I checked the scripts before we went on air. Thank God. And she was gonna say on air, "Bill." Oil, oil can, can Russell. Russell. <laughs> yes, very famously known as oil can. <laughs> um, and then my runner-up, uh, of course, one of my favorites, Shmuel Cohen from uh, Rabba by Baby. Yeah, yeah, I think I took Lavender Gooms in our in our draft last week. I mean, when I when I think of Gus nicknames, this is the first one mm. uh, you know that pops up, Lavender Gooms, and it that cracks me up as as does Galileo Humpkins. Yeah. Uh, just because it's just so absurd, like the pairing of those two things, it's 
uh, and very funny. But I think uh, we got to give it to uh, Burton Oil Can uh, Guster on this one. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic one. Um, and then so uh, next award <clears throat> up would be the best gag, and that is uh, aptly named the Blueberry Award, which was we got the name for it in this season. Uh, and Doc, why don't you take this one to start? Yeah, we all had different moments here. This is great, so we can we can chat about these for a few moments. So. I went, you know, my my favorite thing was all the food gags, all the food references throughout season two, where it was, you know, Gus slapping the corn cob out of uh, Sean's hand uh, during. You have three full cops. Yeah, yeah, and and that's a running gab like throughout the entire series. Is these guys just always bickering over food, and then Henry got hangry. I think at least in three episodes in a row. Oh yeah, Uh, you know, and uh, there's something about Mira like. It's rude, Sean, to invite someone to a party and and not feed them, um, and, you know. And then the the, the episode where uh, that minx was, you know, feeding him stay. It just whenever they whenever they crack wise about food, always cracks me up. You know, you know, Gus eating, you know, uh, you know, stick of butter, you know, or whatever. It just always it's always going to get me going. So that was that was my choice. Uh, Jake, what did you go with? Uh yeah, this this one was the I think this was supposed to be the last one I filled out, other than the side character that I forgot till last minute. But this one took me some thinking. But at the end of the day, I have to go with the mice and men reenactment from uh, the sixty-five million years off episode. It's not a recurring gag, but it I burst out laughing because I forgot about it entirely when they yeah. when he when he opens the door again and Sean's face is against the door and he's like. George <laughs> does the, he does Hello, I can't sir. even do it. My yeah. name's Lenny. Hello, sir. My name is Lenny. <laughs> and then it comes back later when he's like Lenny. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, what right. are you doing here? <laughs> you think if we knocked a third time, he'd open up? It's it's, uh, it's it's phenomenal. I completely forgot about this, but it is one of my favorite too. Um, <laughs> we'll do a vice of men. I can be I can be Lenny, but George. <laughs> It's the voice he does. It's so perfect. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I love that one. That's a great one. Where'd you go with Billy? Uh, so it, they do this a lot, and it's kind of like I've heard it both ways, even though in the specific example I have here, it wasn't. But they do it with like the, uh, you know, that's a umlaut <laughs> or <Yeah>. omelet <laughs> or whatever the hell it is um, over uh, Kirk Goodell or Goodell or whatever his actual name is. But I love the uh, briefcase exchange, you know, the attache briefcase and then uh lassie comes out and calls it a saddle it's just like a nice little classic comedy gag uh of you know what to call it and basically you know it's i've heard it both ways in uh, a lot of these episodes so uh to me that's always an enjoyable gag that i always get a little bit of a chuckle out of what's the difference between an attache and a briefcase attache (laughs) is a softer shell that's it (laughs) (laughs) so if we had to pick if we had to pick which one would we go with here i go with the food rep I would defer to the food references. I I would go mice and men. I love. Yeah, mice I and would men. too. I would wow. go with mice and men because that was just a funny moment, and and it played so well throughout the entire episode. So mm. if we're gonna give best gag award, you know, the blueberry award for this, I'm gonna go uh, of mice and men as well. Chief, <laughs> it's a long story, but if I was able to do it, it would have been spectacular. No yeah. one. <laughs> And that oh, really I'll, was- I'll throw it out there, but real quick, but this seemed to be a recurring gag this season was people interrupting Sean's reveals. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was another. <laughs> Do great I one, come right? down to your work and interrupt you during your yeah. uh, time? All the all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> awesome. All right. So Lenny, Lenny takes on the order. Like, like like a ghost in the night. Sorry. <laughs> I saw him run through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. 
All right, let's 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 steer the ship here. So we're gonna go to the damn girl, most surprising moment. And this one again, I think we all went three different uh we all had three different choices on this one. Uh so Billy, why don't you lead us off, my friend? Yeah, it was kind of Sean playing behind, and I think that's what this show does exceptionally well. Uh, you know, season one, he kind of dominated, and then, you know. Right in uh, 65 million years off, like they don't need him. You know, yeah. season two, episode two, he just solved a big American duo's high profile case. Uh, and it kind of happens a lot. It even happens in Psych versus Psych. There's a couple of other examples throughout the season. But I think they do a really good job of having Sean not be the dominant, you know, problem solving guy. He's kind of having to work behind a lot. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really good thing because we talked and we saw the opposite too, or the same thing with Lassie. Mm-hmm. We saw it a little bit more in season one. We saw it a, a couple of times in season two where he was sort of down and out. We saw it with Jules for an episode here, so they do a really good job with that because it, it it really helps elevate the character, whether it's later on in that episode or later on in you know and and further episodes down the line where. You know, I, I think that's why we like the show so much is that these characters are human. They're not like, mm-hmm. you know, like some of these other shows and the procedurals that you see where they're, you know, like they're just always like one note the whole time. You've got the angry guy here. You've got the sensitive person here. You've got the really smart person here. These, these guys will go, you know, and gals will go up and down and, and, and they'll show their flaws. They'll show their weaknesses. They'll show their strength. And they can be a lot of different things throughout. And it's episodes like that, that really, I think, you know, elevate them and make them stronger characters. And, and, and really what makes, you know, psych such a great show. Um, I went with um, the Sean and Jules almost kiss mm. uh, from bounty hunters, because that's, <clears throat> that's another thing that we've talked about with the, that psych does uh, and did really well was it didn't just put, uh, Sean and Jules together right away. It really, you know, it really slow played it, and it just slow played it well, and not to the point where it was like okay, but they did it well. They dance and, around. And they plant, they dance around, and they planted that seed, you know, a couple of times in this season, and it really starts to ramp up in in the next season, especially with uh, Abigail Lightar coming in, and and then later on in later seasons with Jules and. Um, with eyelash guy eyeliner there. Well, what's oh my his name? god! Yeah, Nestor, or whatever in real life. Yeah, Nestor Campbell, Declan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but they set that here, and so when when it pays off uh, in season five, it's just perfect. So yeah. your point and my point, I think, kind of meet up in the middle here because it's uh, not what they did in the office with Jim and Pam, right? Got them together too quickly, right. and in that show. Jim was kind of always until the very end playing from ahead. So he became right. like a, all right, there's nothing ever wrong with this guy. Like nothing ever right. bad happens to this guy. Yeah. He's always winning. And at a certain point that doesn't become interesting anymore. Same thing with the relationship. Right. You get them together too early kind of loses right. its flair. So I think this does a, the, the show just does a really good job of knowing how to work a story. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, building off those points, I think they're interconnected in, a, in another way too, is that, you know, season two is an important season for Sean's growth. And in season one, the first things that we know about Sean are he's always accustomed, you know, solving cases and like being the guy who was always ahead, kind of like we just alluded to. And he's a womanizer. And this season we see him actually genuinely fall for somebody. And like you said, Billy, you play him from behind a lot. So it's a season of growth for him. 
Yeah, without a doubt. It is without indeed. a doubt. Uh, and again, we all take it in different ways. I mentioned yours in the open, and I absolutely love this. Well, so, yeah, I need an oral history on the Austin Kearns reference because I actually rewound it. And I was like, did, did they just did he just say that I had, a, I, had a, I had hit the, the back button, like the the 10 seconds behind button. And I was like, oh, why? Like, it's just <laughs> like of all things to make the reference to, like, why? And I, it was not, I mean, I wrote it mostly tongue in cheek because it wasn't that surprising. If I had to pick a real one, I would say Sean's mom coming back. But, um, well, quote unquote, we don't see her because they didn't cast Sybil Shepard yet. But, um, yeah, the Austin Kearns reference threw me for a loop. The only time I had to go back in the season and had like double, like I did a double take. I was like looking at my phone for a second and I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) <laughs> What's that? That's a bowl of chili. What's that? That's Austin Kearns. Keep up. Because he was referring. Was he referring to like what? Cincinnati? What was he referring to? So I think uh, if it was double Cincinnati, where he like was known for being a good player, yeah, it was probably the Skyline Chili and Austin Kearns. Yeah, that so, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Home, the yeah. point of Cincinnati. And I'm like, like even in this era of Cincinnati, there's like probably four or five other guys you could have said. Yeah, that would all. be that would be tremendous if we could. Like we've said this a couple times, if we could ever get like Steve Franks on and mm. talk to him. Like, My first question: Who? Where did the Austin Kearns reference come? Whose idea? Was I mean, honestly? I shouldn't be surprised because of all the obscure references they make on the show. So yeah. my favorite, and I've still been trying to track this guy <clears throat> down through old Maverick lineups. Um, it's from uh, Meat is murder, murder, but also Murder is Murder. When he goes, uh, uh, "What turns your tongue black?" and he goes, "Bismix of Salicilli." And he goes, that dude used to play for the Mavericks? Yeah. And like, I know there was a guy in the NBA who had that name, but I can't figure out who they're yeah. referencing. But I, I know, know what you're talking about. But like, I, I don't remember yeah. who it is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, yeah, we're going to have to do some more sleuthing and figure <clears> that one out. Uh, but that was Sam. It was just a, just a hum, like the episodes that were like flying high with references, they fucking nailed it yeah. every time. Uh, so if we had to pick a winner, fellas, who are we choosing for this? I'd for say the, Sean's uh, mom. Damn girl. I'd say Sean's yeah. mom. Probably. Sean's mom. That's like the actual shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because that actually sets up you know the the major arc for yeah. not just the next season, but that's what sort of re- really kicks off the Yin Yang trilogy, which is really the next three season finales. Yeah. Which is not not to tell tales out of school here, but uh, is it is it next season or the season after that Sean walks in on his parents? I believe oh. that's season five, the end of season five. Oh, wow. Five. Okay. Because okay. Uh, in season six, I believe, is the episode Dead Air where they reference it. It might actually okay. be season six that he walks in on him. When, uh, okay. Yes, it is because it's after Henry gets shot. She comes to take care of him. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, man. Everyone's Goose, no. <laughs> yeah. Goose, that's right. Goose. I love that's his nickname too, Goose. Right? I'm oh, sorry, I, I drove the train off the tracks. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, I, I love, love that. Dead love Air it. is one of my all-time favorite. Like, oh my god, Dead Air is incredible. Top, top five, Mount Rushmore, maybe. It's so good. Play a name, Gus. <laughs> I was telling Billy, I can't wait. Until, I mean, I don't want to get to season eight because that means we're winding down. But I right. am purposely not rewatching season eight until oh, watch it. we do it. Watch C's, I, to, watch C's tonight. It's one of the best. Oh, I, I I did it that night. It's absolutely tremendous. Oh. I watched it because you like you got to watch that tonight. So that's exactly what I did. But I want that one to be like, I want to feel like I'm watching it again for the first time, you know, because uh, I've watched all these other ones uh, so many times. So 
Typically, mm. this next award is the Henry Prick Moment Award. But I pulled uh, you know, <laughs> a little 180 here because there weren't any prick. Maybe one minor uh, Henry Prick Moment here. So I changed the award for this season to the best Henry Moment. And, you know... Uh, I'm a sour. I mean, Henry's a great character, and because I'm soured on him, just speaks to how well he does. You know, uh, you know how well he plays the character and and and, and what that character means. Uh, but he was just on fire this season, and so I went ahead and I chose the swimming pool scene from the old and the restless because he's in the water, he's chopping it up, he's beating the pants off all those old guys. He swims up after he wins the race. He's already made two new buddies. You know, and uh, the 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 one the old guy gets cracking jokes. That's that's mean about that's ten years. That's you. That's you, know, you that's me like, now, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Henry shirt as we speak. For those of the people yeah. on the audio version, uh. so I absolutely love that moment. I thought, I mean, that entire episode was 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 great, but that one moment because he was actually very excited to be there. You could see actual joy uh, in Henry's eyes for once. Yeah, uh, it's so good. He's also wearing a bathing suit from the the nineteen twenties. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love that. That's really good. Uh, Since you guys both had this, uh, I went with a little bit of a curveball here. So I went lights, camera, homicidio when he's kind of running down Chad. You you make it look like such a bad person. Um, And then even later in the episode when he's on the couch watching it, high school Spanish coming back to bite him in the ass. Just like him in that episode. There's so many like him with the carnivorous minks. You could have called this the carnivorous minks, uh, Henry. Award. Yeah, oh, he should have. Yes, this might be one of his. I mean, I can't remember how much he's involved in every other season, but this might be one of his more involved seasons ever. He, I forget what. I mean, I, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but is it? Uh, I know he he goes back to work for the department at some point soon, right? Is that soon or is that later? Season five. Okay. Because it's the. Uh, it's after the the. Because it's, it's when she's tied to the clock tower or something. Oh or, right, uh, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Or maybe right. maybe season six. Um, but no, it's yeah, before he's that. Really it's four or five, those. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, like, just off the top of my head, you know, the other Henry moments that I love that stick out for me is um, last night, Gus. Oh when they God. when they go up to the hotel and uh you know Henry's just wearing a towel. You know? Oh my god, Sean, I dialed up a lady of the night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we haven't even we haven't even gotten to Woody on this show yet. I know, I oh. know. And we might have to change the Buzz Award to yeah. the Woody Award. He is he one of the best around. TV side characters of all time. I just think he's the second greatest addition. I know that uh our guy there in Andrew Bernard went off the rails, but from season right. like three and a half to I don't know, five. He was the greatest addition. Woody might be the greatest addition in a sitcom, like for the whole run. Because once well, he enters, yeah, yeah. like it's Wallace. just nonstop comedy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's cheating to say this, but Frank Reynolds is probably the best. Yes, true, yes, yes. True. Right. Yeah. Frank Reynolds, Woody, Andy Bernard. Those are yeah. those are, you know, three or your four, you know, Mount Rushmore's there. But yeah, I mean, Woody anyway. is just so he's like he's got a code name for leaving a watch like in a body, yeah. like in an autopsy. He's just that's called did a starfish. You see a, <laughs> did you see a little Colombian with a hook for a hand run by? You know, just <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Uh, so best Henry moment. I mean, I think I think it's got to go to Old and the Wrestles because that yeah. is that oh is yeah, hundred percent. That would have been mine. That would have been mine. I just wanted yeah. to get us talking about yeah. a little something. Else. Henry tour de force, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, the other the other Henry moment I like, and it's not because he's hilarious, but I love the Santa Barbara Town. Just mm-hmm. the, those oh, two oh episodes. I mean, that's just. I mean, that might be as good as it gets because it's 
it's what Psych does well when they spoof something, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're they're spoofing Chinatown there, and and it's and it's really gut punching and emotional. Like everyone, everyone is like a plus in that episode, you know, those two episodes, and Henry and Henry's absolutely great, you know, and and the relationship from that you know, with him and Sean from that point forward, it completely yeah. changes, which is which is I can't wait wait till we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next award, we've got the Gus Don't Be A, and this mm-hmm. is the lamest moment award. Uh, Jacob, kick us off, my friend. Uh, so my lamest uh, moment goes to the uh, zero to murder in 60 seconds, the twist that it's really a drug deal. I thought that was such a letdown because you had a really cool premise of, okay, this guy is you know killing people from jail. So like, how is he doing it? It's kind of like a classic, like, how did he do it type deal. Uh, I just felt like it kind of fell flat. It was like, oh, it's a drug deal. Like that's so unoriginal. It's uninventive. Like I don't know. I just really didn't like it that much. I thought it was kind of it fell on its face a little bit. That in the uh, close second would be the <clears throat> Henry and his carnivorous minx. I did not like that. I did not care for that storyline. Oh, I, I I loved it because she was a minx and she you know was a very yeah. No, she was. Woman. She was a good character. I just felt like it was a little forced. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Uh, how about you, Billy? What'd you go with? All right, so I'm going to go with the Bird briefcase swap. There's no way Bird, uh, you know, you know, basically uh, better than Dog the Bounty Hunter is falling for the old uh, the switcheroo, if you will. It, like, that's, he's not, they got to check the briefcase. It's not, you know, uh, they didn't pull, it's not like Ocean's Eleven or something. Like, there's no way that guy's getting that over on him. I feel like with a few strokes of the pen, you could have switched that around and made it a little more palatable. Didn't love that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there on that one. I went with the Jules Cupcake uh, side story from Lights, Camera, Homicidio. Mm, she's trying to make this. a friend. I, I mean, she's trying to make a friend. It was just so out of character for her. And then, you know, the other, you know, yeah. officers filing a complaint because uh, it really drove me nuts. It was like a step back for the character. It really made her look silly. I didn't care for it one bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, Joe. It was really out of place. And I think it... If I'm not mistaken, I believe it fell after the arc of, you know, Jules trying to, you know, carve out her place in the department and mm-hmm. assert herself. And then she's trying to make friends with somebody like it just it did not it, it didn't. And it was also really cringeworthy, like yeah, really uncomfortable. And, and and Chief Vic, it was out of character for Chief Vic, too, because she was. Yeah, she was really like terse towards Jules. And we yeah. know Chief Vic, like we know her to be a strong character. We know her to be a very authoritative character, but she always she does it like in her own way and it's it, it and and this was you know she was just like she pretty much told jules like go fuck your couch like yeah you i you think know? though that that is kind of her thing because she at the end she was like oh where'd you get that blouse and she was like i don't <laughs> care but she was kind of giving like a wink and a nod like you have to be tough as a female detective in this department like we're right. friends but like you can't be friends with everybody i get that i just i just think they could have done it a little bit better i'm with you, know? you they shouldn't have just done it at all yeah exactly so i mean i'm a little biased that's the one i think we should go, we'll go for it we all kind of no know I, I agree i think that that moment wise for sure yeah yeah that i was just there was like the one like outside of the uh the actress they got for side versus side this was the other thing that i truly disliked uh about this you know otherwise no. uh really really good season that's just like your opinion man yeah <laughs> is that a mar- nice marmot you know <laughs> <laughs> right all right so uh you know that's right 
our favorite character from season two. Billy, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I mean, it's unanimous, obviously, because yeah. this was, as Jake uh, so eloquently put early, it's kind of a growth season for Sean. And, you know, do we give Gus season one? I, I believe so. We did, yeah. I think we gave Gus season yeah. one. So, you know, it's tough to probably knock one of them off the pedestal here. But he was so good start to finish. Um, there was a lot of good uh, guest stars that kind of built around him and other characters here. But, you know, he was the star of almost every single episode. And obviously it's Psych and he's the psychic. But yeah. mm. it was really just a tour de force of all of his actions. Uh, he even gained a little bit more weight towards the end of the season. So he's getting funnier by the moment. But yeah, he, his delivery, his lines, um, he really kind of shaped into the character that he's going to be 100% going forward. In season one, he kind of had a little bit too much playboy Sean. This yeah, was yeah. kind of all, you know, Sean Spencer, as we know. Yeah. And this, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jake. No, I was just going to say, because I figured this discussion will be pretty short because we all have the same one. But since, you know, Gus won season one, Sean won season two, it'll probably go back and forth between them for every season. But mm-hmm. if I were to ask you guys what character you think is most likely to knock them from the perch, who would it be? Oh, Woody. Yeah, that's true. I would say Woody, or maybe maybe Henry. Henry has some moments. Yeah, Henry does have some moments, but yeah. like also, yeah, it's it's tough because I mean the show revolves around Sean and Gus. There, I mean, yeah, that that's gonna be 75 percent of you know. Now Lassie could do it, right? Yeah, Lassie, I was just gonna say, moment, I think Lassie right? will do it. Yeah. Oof, dude, that scene with Lassie and and uh, his ex wife in the restaurant, oh, heartbreaking. Geez. Oh, and, and we still like we'll have to do some special episodes when we do the yeah. movies. And, oh yeah, that's right. And when we do the, the the musical, like Lassie in in the second Psych movie, I mean, you want to talk about fucking tears? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was that was you know that was emotional there seeing him and 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 the, given his condition, the performance that he gave was so Lassie probably is uh, the most likely to to do it, but I mean, Sean, we we saw it all from Sean this season. Like, mm-hmm. well, I think what what makes Sean great is the is his quippiness when he's. When he's quick with the 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 obscure references, the '80s references, you know, when he's just bang, 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 bang. But we really did see it all. We saw down and out Sean. We saw funny Sean. We saw serious Sean, you know. And and this, like I said, this is the season really where all the characters I think are finally like locked in. They've got it down now. I think Sean will add to his comedic you know uh you know stuff you know he gets his comedic stuff gets stronger and stronger um and the thing with gus in this season too like gus didn't have like the lines he may have had in season one but with gus a lot of his strengths was a lot of his reactionary mm-hmm. stuff right the way just the way he, the way he played off sean or the way you know he was acting in black and tan and and things like that. Like he had a really strong performance. He just didn't have all the lines and 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 the, the moments that he he didn't really. He had like one featured episode. He's yeah, usually yeah. featured in at least three or four episodes. I mean, Cop yeah. Walked, one of my all time yeah. episodes, uh, phenomenal. He's fantastic in that. But there was really only mm. I guess something about Mirror and yeah, um, yeah. Gus's dad may have killed the guy. But I'm gonna go and put a bold prediction out there right now. Season eight. For those of you who don't remember, even though Lassie's not even in a few episodes at all. That's the season of Lassie. That's the season mm-hmm. of having a baby. That's the season right. of losing his job. Yeah, that's uh, right. A, more, a touch of Sweevil's really good. So I'll make my bold prediction. Maybe five or six he can get in there too. I was just looking at all the episodes. But season eight, the real chance. Yeah. 
Yeah, we still we have we have yet to get to a lot of the great side characters. Marlo is another one. Yeah, Marlo is great. Uh, no one remembers Blackula, Gus. Oh my God, that was yeah. <laughs> who are you guys? Who are you guys? But I uh, real quick, I my runner up here was Henry. I thought Henry had a great season. It's not something I ever thought I would uh, I would say about you know favorite characters or runners up for favorite characters. But but I thought Henry was great this season. All right, so now we're gonna move on to fave moments. And, you know, I just threw Emelina Saffron as one of mine because I had her as the other one. She's definitely not. Uh, I think, you know, I put Chad as my two, so that's probably really my one, and Nigel St. Nigel as my three. And I think those are the standout moments, and, you know, you guys can run through yours, but I really think that's that's it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it's no surprise. Those are the two best episodes, or at least our two favorite episodes you know, from the season, Lights, Camera, Homicidio, and, you know, American Duos. You know, I say Nigel St. Nigel and Henry's house. That mm-hmm. is just Nigel and Henry just butting heads and that shit-eating grin uh, that, um, uh, what's the actor's name there? Um, Tim Curry. Uh, Tim, Curry. Tim Curry has on his face as he's delivering those lines and the pissed-off look that, that Henry has. I mean, it's just, it's comedic gold. Um, anytime Sean was the Chad in Lights, Camera, Homicide, mm-hmm. again, just pure comedy. And then, uh, you know, uh, my this it, this is an obscure one, but I love this. This this cracks me up. Is uh is the scene with Sean and Mira's mother and something about Mira and then the wine cellar and she pour you know she's like you talk about a voracious minx. She's going after Sean hard and she pours him like this twenty thousand dollar bottle of sherry and he <laughs> spits it out. Oh, he drinks. He's like, oh, and then well, she tells him, and he puts it back in the glass. I mean, that just well, that's gonna get me. And you know how she likes her men, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, like you, yeah, white and hairy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as you can see, right? I'm rocking a little stern bush here. Oh, you gotta rock watching, stern bush, right? Got a little stern bush. You got it. You got And you know, isn't she cool. also from? Um, is she from? Is she the sister in the Cosby Show? Uh, Fresh Prince. Right, she, she she's in she she's also no. in the Fresh Prince. No, uh, she was in um she was in um Urkel, right? She was this, oh uh, she's the aunt and uh yeah she's the aunt. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the aunt there in uh, Family Matters. Uh, Family Matters. Thank specific. you, Jesus. Right, but I yeah. think she also might have been in a couple episodes of the Cosby Show. She, she just seems she familiar. Been, yeah. yeah, she seems yeah. like a great character actor of the day. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was I, I just love that moment. Those two in the wine. So just him that that visual of him spitting. The, the the wine the sherry back into the glass and the look on his face was just absolutely priceless. Jacob, what you got? So uh, the much maligned Psy versus Psy. I did like the reveal in that that episode. I think it was re- pretty clever. Um, not really something you're used to. I remember liking that when I first saw it too. Uh, the fact that she was working with the counterfeiter the whole time and how Sean kind of deduced that. And I mean, we'll get into that episode in a few minutes, but uh, yeah. Number two is uh, from Mita's murder, the Sean and Gus in the newsroom beating the life out of each other <laughs> uh, to like transfer the psychic energy. It's yeah. just it because it gets so much better every time. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's it's such a great scene. Laughing, senseless. And the number one, I mean, I put any time Nigel St. Nigel yeah. speaks, but mm-hmm. mostly the scene in Henry's house. Yeah, yeah you're slightly Perfect. jaundiced. You know? <laughs> Who goes commando on another man's robe? Yeah. I know, robe code dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Just, I mean, just, he just, he said we are the perfect, what do you say? We're the perfect uh, blend of uh, something about inbreeding and inbreeding. Uh, and uh, oh shit, I pissed me off. I forgot that line, but it just, 
I, I mean, just a tour de force performance. So uh, those are our We awards. haven't even sung yet, Apples and Oranges. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part of the entire thing, though, is he rips the people who sing you'll, She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain when she comes. And then when he's making the cup of soup in his room, he's oh, humming. Yeah. She'll That's Be Coming right. Around the Mountain. Also, I don't want to forget to mention this when we talk about the episode, but another one of my favorite throwaway lines is we found Prince and was he in the little red Corvette yeah, under the cherry moon? Yeah. <laughs> Finger Prince. Yeah. That's again, that's what makes the show so great. It's just little quick little lines that yeah. you might miss first, second, even third time watching. And then all of a sudden you watch it for the umpteenth time and, and you start fucking laughing your ass off. We found Prince. <laughs> is he in the little red Corvette? Well, that's another uh, great all-time reference in Animaniacs for probably the dirtiest kid joke of all time. Uh, we uh, would you finger Prince? I don't know something oh. about fingerprints. Oh my god! And uh, Dot pulls yeah. out Prince like uh, <laughs> like yeah, basically yeah. insinuating. She I think I remember Prince. seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> Definitely anything up there with anything from Rocco's Modern Life or uh, Dirty oh, Jokes. Lord. But now we get into the how do they rank so all of the episodes in order we'll go in reverse order here uh and if you want to like take a look at where you ranked them uh when we're talking about them and if it's uh poignant to the conversation kind of say where you rank them but uh you know joe if you want to start with 16 16 yeah i mean i thought we were chalk for 16 i thought this was going to be pretty me too uh Number, coming in at number 16 is rob by baby Now, I had this as uh, my 15th, right? So, like, so did it's, I. it's right where it should be, but uh, the rockin' Moroccan uh, comes in and, 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 and it screwed things up a little bit. Uh, and uh, you had an 11th. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> he had a low. He had a low. And not like I, would ch- I double checked it. I'm like, all right, I got to make sure where I, I guess you where I put this. And sure enough, I was like, "All right, it's only 11th. Come on, I didn't." Yeah, not too bad. I mean, like, so I, I did. It's it's one it's of those. Where, I mean, it's in the ballpark of where it should be. It like, is. You guys saw that I put. You know, I liked Chief Vic this season, and this is probably yeah. like the biggest episode she's in. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, I kind of like the twist and how it played out. But yeah, I do get why you'd rank it so low. It's not a great episode. No, it's not. And uh, how we did this is golf rules, basically. So like, number one got one point. And number 16 got 16 points. So this one had the highest total, obviously, because it's our 16th one. Brutal. 41 points, which is kind of shocking. With a bullet. <laughs> it's yeah. not particularly close. Yeah. Because I had it ranked 15. Sounds like Billy had it ranked 15. And and um, and, and you had 11. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean it's in the ballpark. I was taking a look at my list here, my rankings, and, like, it it's pretty much spot on. Like, 11 through 16. Like all the ones I have, it's just the order's a little different, but they're all there. Like the mm-hmm. ones I got one through five are all there, just the order's a little bit different. And then the meaty part of the curve, same thing. So we're not terribly off there. So Rob by Baby coming in at 16. Uh, number 15, if you're so smart, then why are you dead? Yeah. yeah this is yeah. a good indication of how good this show is because this is a good episode. Like, yeah. I like this episode. Uh, I like Kirk Goodell. Uh, I like, you know, uh, Murder Day. I like the, you know, uh, you're so sexy that you can't hide it, even though it's the curve over S- X, Y, or whatever the hell it is. So <laughs> this is 15 at 36 points. Big jump from Robert by Baby at 41, but great episode. Yeah, and it just it just out to what, what should have been chalk but by one point. But to speak on the episode real quick, I mean, it was a good episode, and uh, I thought, you know, for me – 
I had this ranked thirteenth, and just just real quick, you know, I I just thought like the motive of the student was a little weak, and so that's why I yeah. had it. I had it down so low. I thought it was a little convoluted. That's why I had it so low. Um, I, I'm not, I'm fine with the execution of the, the twist, which is which is good. But uh, at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, I don't yeah. know. It's I liked really it for the jokiness and the references, the a la 21 Jump Street, the Kadeem Hardison. You know, <laughs> if you guys have a question in your head that's either uh, who is Kadeem Hardison or how to ask a girl on a date, put him down. There's like a lot yeah. of good jokes in this episode. Yeah, yeah. like the how, how did he get here? And they're like, time travel. It's like, no. <laughs> Classic case of uh, comedy far greater than the actual, yeah. uh, you know, case. Uh, so Billy, tell the people what came in at number 14. All right. This is the one I thought it would be a chalk one and a chalk 16, but our guy Jake here, I believe had this at his three. I did. Oh, that high. Holy I did. smokes. Did uh, so basically if he had it anywhere else, it would have been either 15 or 16, but, uh, psych first psych. And I'm still right now trying to figure out Lou Diamond Phillips names. I got Lindsay Lichen. Uh, oh, who's the it, reason we put this at uh, as low as we did? Me and Joe, this so, was our 16 with a bullet. But Jake, explain. Let, let me explain myself here. So, yes, Lindsay Lichen, you know, whatever. You know, I, I, I thought the reason I like this episode is because so it's so infrequent in Psych that they create a character outside of yin and yang don't count. They're completely separate. Mm-hmm. A one-off character that you absolutely despise. And... Lindsay Lycan was one of those characters. Like, I still remember this, like, a visceral reaction when she came on the screen. Like, I got it. Sorry. Uh, I was, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Ewing. 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 It's right. Ewing. Yep. That, oh, Ewing. Right, right, right. Um, I thought we were trying to think of other detestable characters, because what's his oh, name? The uh, Anthony Michael Hall there later on in the show. But I love also him. He's good. Favorite. Oh, he's great, but he is he is not not a great guy. But um, so this is the only one that I think yeah. is a bad character, like is a bad guy, and also bad. Yeah, it was just horribly miscast. Like again, right? She's a, she's a you know I'm sure she's a fine actress in her own right. She just didn't gel with Sean or the other characters. Like, but her lines just felt forced and. Uh, it just it just didn't work for me, and that just brought the entire to- episode down because it was revolved around her. To Jake's point, though, there are some incredible moments in this episode oh, when no they're doubt. going back and forth at the desk about, uh, you know, uh, I won the presidential fitness yes. award. This Snapchat, I've been on Air Force One. And then he goes, I wrestled in high school. And then Lou Diamond Phillips just goes with what? Your conscience? Yes. That is like one of the all-time <laughs> lines for me in psych history. So it's, it is yeah. a pretty good episode from a standpoint of like the joke making. I think the premise is a little ridiculous too uh you also get the easy bake oven in the right (laughs) and then henry's eating one (laughs) how'd you know my name was garrison yeah yeah Yeah, there was no doubt great moments it's just she was just i don't know she just completely brought everything down for me Mm -hmm. especially on rewatch it just like yeah no but lou diamond phillips and it stinks because that it wasted what was a really good performance by lou diamond phillips because he he played it so perfectly over the top, his character. Seems uh, blacker than black. It's Washington yeah. black. It's Washington black. <laughs> it's Washington black. It's so uh, stupid. Yeah. So uh, coming in at 13, uh, at 34 points is a tie uh, with number 12, uh, Bounty Hunters. Yeah, with their guy there. The uh, What's his name? Tancana. Oh, uh, and, well, uh, Tancana's great. And uh, Kevin Sorbo. 
Kevin Sorbo right. uh, yeah. has a little bit of a dummy, right? So uh, yeah. yes, this one's good, not great. Good Jules episode. It has your shocking moment, right? A yep. lot of good jokey jokes in this one. I actually do love Tank Kana. Uh, maybe he has a connection from Down Under for the kangaroo <laughs> paste. So that's got the attache. So this has got a lot of moments we've already mentioned. Uh, yeah. It has my low moment in there as well, though. I think that's why this one hurt. I didn't love the story of the crime. Yeah, I the did, story of the crime I, yeah. wasn't great. But him singing uh, Lake Tikihana, you know, to Henry, I thought it was a great moment. That was good. Who is this man in my kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that the... The tell is that Sean was a stickler for the rules. That's the yes, best. yeah, that was that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so now, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jake. No, I was just gonna say I do like that the because uh, at the end I was like, are they gonna resolve the who the killer is part? Like, are we gonna? Oh, yeah. like, get, Let's go. And, and then finally, it's like, oh, okay, like, all right, great, because they were playing the music that indicates the end of the episode, and then mm-hmm. Gus is like, uh, Sean. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get him. So I did like that reveal. It was a little ham-fisted, but I did like it. it was a fine episode. It's right, pretty much smack dab in the middle for me. So uh, coming in at number twelve is Gus's dad may have killed an old guy, and this again, this was a good episode. wasn't great, wasn't terrible. It was just sort of right, as we like to say, in that meaty part of the curve. We hear you, son. We hear you. Great reveal, though. Probably one of the better reveals. A tremendous reveal. And, oh, uh, amazing. Yeah, and and the gusters like really drove me nuts for like seventy five percent of this episode, and then the end they just like when Gus finally stood up, you know, to his parents, it you know like they had some good moments in there, but it was a great like arc for them because they they became they for me started off as annoying characters and then became you know so much better. Oh yeah, they kind of go full circle on you. Also, yeah. one of my favorite lines in psych history in this episode too, with the uh, I can count the number of times you've had me over your house in one shop teacher's hand. And I'll tell you what, if you can work that into a conversation, if somebody picks up on it, always a good chuckle. Always <laughs> a good chuckle. <laughs> so our uh, next two uh coming in number eleven and number ten both tied at uh thirty three points. 11 is zero to murder in 60 seconds and 10 a little bit lower than I would have thought. Uh, Cause I think I like this a little bit more than you guys uh, is dislodged. Oh yeah. I was, I was the reason these two were solo. That was me pretty much. Entirely. Yeah, why? Why don't you like uh, zero to murder? It just didn't, I, I really didn't laugh at it that much. Like I said, I did not like the twist at all. I thought it was kind of silly and just not, I mean, for a show that's so inventive with its twists and everything that goes on, it just felt too conventional for me. And I really just didn't – I didn't find it that entertaining, quite honestly. It kind of dragged, and not many episodes of Sight do for me, and it just didn't leave an impression. Dislodged, maybe I had it a little bit low, but, again, it was it was just a fine episode, not a bad episode. Yeah, Zero to Murder for me is I had it ranked 11. So this is, like, yeah. exactly what, sort of where I think this episode should be. I had dislodged at six, and when I'm looking back at my score or my, my initial rankings, I think if I were to do it again, I might flip flop my six and ten because uh, I had for me I had something about Mira, which comes in at number nine. I had it ranked tenth, and I had um, zero to uh, sorry dislodged ranked at six. So I might have flip flopped those two, thinking about it again. But like I said, th- these middle ones here all kind of fall about where they should. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love There's Something About Mira. I had as my night. I actually had um, uh, Zero to uh, whatever in 60 seconds, Zero to Murder in 60 seconds as my six, just because I love. Yeah, you're calling me out for Psy versus Psy, and you got I love the day at the spa. Like, I love the day at the spa with Gus. I think it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, and I will be naked and unashamed while they rub little Sean down. 
Uh, but <laughs> I love uh, as well. There's something about Mira. There's just so many good points in that. The Henry getting upset because you know why isn't he eaten yet? The Caddyshack references are great. The Yan thing. Yeah. Jan, Yan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> classic. I've heard it both ways. The sweater vest, the high top fade. I mean. You weren't still rocking the sweater vest, were you? And then, like, the instant <laughs> cut to him. And I think it's like, uh, come on, ride the train that they're playing. Yeah. And yeah. He's, got, he's got everything going on. The high top, the fucking sweater vest. I did a. Uh, I- uh, no, sorry. I just wanted to mention before. I meant to mention it when we were talking about Rob by Baby because it's one of the few saving graces of that episode. Is the uh, the beginning when they're talking about setting up the dating profile for Gus, and he says, "You said you you said I wanted the woman who's strong enough yeah. to hold me." Yeah, I didn't think they would take it literally, Gus. <laughs> that is a great line. Oh, <laughs> I laughed out loud when I heard that. Line. Absolute tremendous line. Uh, coming in at number eight, uh, the season finale, and that is uh, Sean and Gus of the Dead. And you know, this is I think I had it just a little bit higher here, but this had a great like. It was. I thought it was a great, solid episode, start to finish. I thought the crime was the crime was great. The comedy was probably what was lacking just a little bit, but it had that great montage there with with Sean trying to find the blind spots in the camera. But this had our most surprising moment, which at the end was the reveal of Sean's mother being mm. in town, you know, setting up the next arc. The next. Piers, I torpedoed this one too, fellas. <laughs> I saw him run away in the forest. According, according to uh, according to my math here, you both had this fifth or fourth and sixth, something like that. I mm-hmm. had this fifth, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you both I had a fifth. This, let's see, what's the name of this one? For the master workout. I had this fourth. Oh, okay. So yeah, so I'm uh, terribly far off from where it should be, but a little bit lower than I think it should be. Yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, again, for season finales, it's hard to look back on it and take the bias away of what we get after this for season finales. And it just kind of falls a little bit flat for me. Uh, it's got a good ending with Sean's mom and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, it just kind of falls a little flat for me. And I, I kind of love the Night at the Museum stuff. Yeah. I mean, you it's – there's some, Gus, there's Gus some good running moments. like a child. Sean – you know, the rule of thirds, Sean being the one running away at the end. Oh, that was hysterical. Uh, that yeah. was great when Gus turns. He's like, Sean, Sean is and they like a mile down the road. Yeah. yeah. You get the 11 point turn in it. I don't yeah. have my toothbrush. I don't have my uh, multi items. And oh, yeah, I don't want my soul suffering eternal damnation for yeah. disturbing the whatever of an Egyptian canal digger. Like, right. I, like the Gus stuff about not breaking the uh, wall of the mummy stuff. Uh, and I think it's also a good crime. And you have the other side story of Sean being, is it Bruton Gaster? Yeah. Being the photographer that helps yeah. save Chief Fix, your girl's job. So I, this is near and dear to my heart. I don't know why, but I love it. Yeah, it, it, it's a great one uh, for sure. So so uh, top seven here, the, the infamous top seven, uh, well-known top seven, as everyone discusses. Uh, we have uh, Black and Tan, A Crime of Fashion. Yeah, and, and this one was also tied. With, with number six, but I love, I mean, I love this episode. This is just, I mean, Gus is like, Gus is usually a really, really good friend, a really, really great sidekick to Sean, except in this episode when he completely ditches him for the models and living that model life. And when he says, Oh, we all thought we were going to catch wrinkles, you know, just mm-hmm. his mannerisms, everything about it. I mean, this episode is, is definitely a doozy. 
Yeah, Melinda likes her boys to, what is it, shine or whatever? That's He's right. rubbing lavender all over himself. <laughs> this is where we get the minks uh, that yep. actually Jacob didn't like. But I love Sean being the uh, hand foot model in some ankle. Like, yeah. you see these hands? That's the Allstate commercial. Yeah. Uh, I, and I love uh, Hassan Pfeffer in this episode, too, the the blonde model. Yep. That's just, oh, just hilarious. Off the quick lines. The pillow uh, fight, you know. Another another stylish wrap up at the end that's kind of yeah. a little bit out of the box and yeah that I liked that ending that was yeah. that was that was good that was a yeah. clever one where the, they're really yeah. there really is no killer they're both they're both the killers and they both just died but yeah, I, I which is it was yeah. a fun was a fun twist and I think uh, Lassie got pissed because John could have just emailed right. it to him you know mm-hmm. uh, so coming in at number six is a, another great episode of the season like we're really like. Six through one here. These are all fucking bangers. Uh, meat is murder, but murder is also murder. And, and we talked about Gus's uncle Burton uh, and his, his his encyclopedic knowledge of all the you know the crime shows. And I, I love the montage too. Like there's another one of the food references where, mm-hmm. where they're just eating all the food and see if we can get some cookies. You know, <laughs> he didn't even eat here. Yeah, the lobster. Yeah. And I believe that the guy is the guy from the um, the haunting episode. That sounds right. Oh, right, they right, reuse right, a lot right. of characters so they much do. so that, as you know, Billy, so much so that they did a spoof on that in season eight with the uh, cloudy redux. Oh yeah, yep. uh, yeah. That, that's that's probably one of my least favorite episodes in the series. Yeah, I don't like the redux that much. I love the original, but I don't love the redux that much. The original has some good lines, like I'd, uh, I'd like to have this shellacked on a piece of maple, maybe a little yeah. bit Um But this is a great episode. Uh, Uncle Burton, phenomenal. Oh yeah, and you know the I want candy, yep. and I like the crime. I like the uh, you know the the Mooney guy who's all yep. crazy, who kind of unravels the whole mystery. Um, but now we get another top five, which I think is, I think it is the top five for everybody. If you're a psych fan. Yeah. 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 And I think this was, you know, my top, like I said, one or two of these might be slightly out of order, but I mean, these, these are the home runs. Uh, so coming in at number five was the old and the restless. We talked about this one with a very Henry centric episode, uh, maybe his best of, of the season in the series so far. Uh, Number four, and down the stretch comes murder. Absolutely, this this episode was far funnier. Upon this is my two. This was your two. This is my two. So all of these episodes from here on out, like everything had like twenty to like thirty ish points. Uh, Robin by Baby had forty one, so we universally hated that one. We all had it in the double digits. But I think everything else is kind of around, you know, between like the teens and low, you know, numbers here. But and down the stretch comes murder. There's so many good things. The Henry shirt, the um, the, the land of the lost reference in every day. Yeah. Uh, lexicon is virtually unheard of. The yeah. race, everything about this, you know, uh, big gulp, Slurpee, Seven Eleven, like, yeah. uh, and what's his name? Uh, oh, it's gonna kill me if I don't remember his name. The jockey. Oh, oh uh, Jimmy uh, Nichols. Yes, Jimmy Nichols. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was great. He was a Gus was the second fire. spitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that whole everything. You're really going to ter- terrify him with your Wally Joyner mini bat. Yeah. Hey, call back. Good call on the mini bat. I was doing yeah. prep for this episode, this episode, and I read that uh, Corbin Bernson got that shirt of Dan Flashes. Yeah. <laughs> because the patterns were so complicated. Yeah, he spent he like two. He spent two G's on it. Out the door. Out the damn shirt that cost one thousand dollars. <laughs> That's another pod for resist. another day, fellas. I couldn't resist. I saw it and I almost wrote it in my oh, notes. I was like, that shirt looks like they got it from Dan Flashes. That's the best drop-in I've heard. 
Oh, absolutely fantastic. So uh, our top three here. So coming in at number three, this was what this was my number two. I know what. No, this is exactly where I had. Sorry, this is my number three. I think mm-hmm. this was probably universal number three for all of us here. Uh, Sixty-five million years off. Second episode of the season. Uh, absolutely hilarious. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Lenny uh, and the mice of men references. I love that Sean uh, gets his reveal. Uh, you know, botched twice. Well, not botched, but Henry. You know, sort of. Uh, you know, cucks him a little bit with you know with his reveals at the end, but. Everything with the dinosaur, the crime, the 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 safe cracking stuff. It was this was an absolute home run of an episode, and it was Sean's best screensaver ever. Yes, <laughs> and I had to look this one up too, Jacob. It was uh, a lot like when he went to go get uh, Danny Dino from uh, Gus's mom, oh. uh, who I don't think we had met at this point yet, and. Um, what is it? She's like he. She also showed me some pictures. Yeah. You know, pray I don't show your next girlfriend the document. Your Terrence Trent Darby phase. Who sings "Wishing Well"? Who has terrible dreadlocks? <laughs> I remember we looked this up for that episode because I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I, the reference went. Not. I mean, a lot of things go over my head. I'm only mm-hmm. you know five foot six on a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was that was one of the most obscure references that we had, not just in the season, but I think. Uh, in the series as a whole so 65 million years off great episode and i think one and two are the universal you know one and two here so coming in at number two lights camera homicidio and then uh number one billy i mean this is this is fairly obvious for anyone that's been listening for the past hour and four minutes here but we're going with american duos I mean, yeah. I mean, number one and two, we've talked about a lot. Lights, camera, Hamasadio. We talked enough about Chad and, uh, you know, Jorge Gamalobo. And even the, the the head writer was great. But American Duos, Nigel St. Nigel um, is amazing. Emelina Saffron. And even uh, the guy who looks like the El Pollo Loco guy. What's his name there? Uh, me uh, and Zappino. a man. <laughs> me and a man. And Zappino. Zappino. Uh, Antonio Zapato. Uh, he can't even speak. Um, <laughs> I get mail addressed to the El Pollo Loco guy. <laughs> no, and that guy from the El Pollo Loco commercials, Ricky Martin, Geraldo. Um, yeah. Also, I'm sorry. How have we not talked about uh, what's his name? Benny, 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 Remy Llewellyn. What's his name? Oh, Bevan oh, Remy Llewellyn. Bevan, Bevan Remy Llewellyn. Yeah, I think you got to be with that name already. Um, <laughs> Gus TT Showbiz. And then we didn't even talk about this scene, which is probably. I should have put this as one of my favorite moments, but it's the uh, when they're dancing to shout. Even, oh, though, yeah. even the opening scene with the shout is how am I supposed to work in um, the moonwalk with uh, you know, uh, Billy Ocean or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I also like, – yeah. No, go ahead. When Sorry. When they're dancing with Jules, it's the first oh, – I think yeah. it's the first damn girl. Uh, yeah. Jules is looking like a million bucks. Can I teach you how to crump? Sure. Um, <laughs> but you got to want it. Like – She's that's probably her breakout scene for the yeah. entire show. Oh, no doubt, no doubt about that. She was on fire, yeah. literally and figuratively. Well, not literally, but uh, damn, damn girl. That, yeah. that's where the damn girl comes from, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in the award, but yeah, I mean, everything about it, start to finish. This episode was just you know, that was a gift that was given to me by Les McEwen of the Bay City Rollers. Yeah. Yeah. I do not have physical contact with people with arm hair, <laughs> it's a standing order. You know? Why would Michael Jackson hang out with Roland Ozabel? Why would yeah. Billy Ocean hang out with Roland Ozabel? <laughs> and Which, yeah, yeah. Another thing we got to find out is Kurt Smith has been featured in many a oh. psych episode. 
Yeah. What the hell? What are you doing, Roland Rose? That's what guys? I was about to say. Why is he dressed up as Roland Rose Apple? Why wouldn't he be well, Kirk? Because I think this was before they found out they couldn't get him. Same That's true. With Amelia Lestevez, the only yeah. member of the freaking Breakfast Club, not to be on the goddamn show. Not yeah. to not to jump the gun, but I do love when uh, what's his name, uh, eyebrows guy, has Kurt Smith just playing in his backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick to the lyrics. Stick. I love you. You gotta stop saying that. <laughs> I don't care. I will shut it to the rooftops. I love Kurt Smith. Oh, oh too good. man, this was oh man, this was a hoot, guys. This is this is always fun. This is you know this is uh, we we've only done this one other time, but I've really enjoyed these these recap episodes. And I promise, uh, Jacob, next time I'll give you a little little more warning so you won't have to oh, binge so fast. Oh no, Every trust me, it was it, it was a it was a treat to binge it. Trust me, it was yeah, so my was- pleasure. Stick on schedule. Uh, season three is sixteen episodes, so about four months. Four months. From now. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. that means I'll I'll see you guys in November. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, with with that, you know, uh, you know, thank you all for you know for watching and listening. And and Billy, where can the people find us? Uh, they can find us just about anywhere. Uh, we are on the Dorchard Gooniverse on Facebook. Uh, Jacob, uh, really quickly tell the people where they can find you. At Jacob underscore Morocco. Find me there. And you have a podcast, I believe. Uh, we do. at CSL Podcast. We are on a bit of a hiatus at the moment. Dave and I both started new jobs, so we are uh, we're, we had a little time off, but we'll get back to it soon. Uh, so they'll get back to that. We are putting out content all the time in the DSG. We got Dork, Mac, and Goo, PCP, the other podcast I'm a part of. Uh, Joe's other one is TLDR. Um, change my mind change my mind those guys always being crazy was featured on their episode last week this week i don't even remember my audio has been horrible for about two days i think it's back to normal now uh we're on t public merch for a lot of the stuff you can get us you can get our new store that's a chunky at sunlight hotcake so go get them before they get taken down because uh tldr had some merch taken down uh find us and everyone else where podcasts are found uh, I believe that's. Oh no! Check out the streamers: Doctor Joe, Shime Time, Arvon D, and I believe now that's it. I believe that's it. So until next week, Billy, wait for it. Frank says I. <laughs>